Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The world needs tourism. Uh, the world needs people back traveling. But as we saw in March and April, that's going to be touch and go for some time. 9-11 was really bad and we, you know, we obviously worked our way through that and, and very, very well. But this is far worse. One industry taking it on the chin during this pandemic is the travel industry. Normally, with the summer season comes family trips and vacations, and that means lots of flights. And if you aren't flying, you might be taking a cruise. Well, both the airline industry and the cruise liners are struggling. So where do they go from here? Can they rebound quickly? And have those industries been changed forever? Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of KRLD In-Depth. I'm Austin York. United Airlines reported they're losing more than $100 million in sales a day. Fort Worth-based American Airlines extended its flight cuts into the peak summer season. American also said it would suspend more than 60% of its international flight capacity for the summer travel season. Meanwhile, Dallas-based Southwest Airlines reported its first quarterly operating loss since the depths of the Great Recession 11 years ago. The airline lost $77 million, but it was the carrier's first net loss since 2011. Revenue fell $915 million, or 18% from a year earlier. The man at the helm of Southwest is CEO Gary Kelly, who took time to talk to KRLD business analyst David Johnson about the effects the virus has had on the industry. Well, the, you know, the speed with which, um, you know, our business changed w- was unlike anything we've ever seen except for 9-11. And, um, you know, a- at the time I thought, um, you know, 9-11 was really bad. And we, and we, I mean, we, you know, we obviously worked our way through that and, and very, very well, but, um, but this is far worse. So that's, it's just hard for anyone to uh, wrap their mind out of around things changing so swiftly, but uh, uh, yeah, the first signs of uh, uh, you know serious challenges that we saw were in late, they're really the end of February, uh, and that's when the bookings just stopped coming in, and uh, we had you know a fair amount of traffic in the first half of March, but it wasn't anywhere near what. Uh, one was would have expected and you know by the time you get to the first of april planes are pretty empty and as you said you know the airlines aren't the only uh industries affected it just it's so broad and so deep um 
it's uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, it's a real doozy. Well, it's so interrelated. <laughs> I, I mean, you've yeah. got to have you got to have confidence for you know for leisure travel, I guess. But but you've got to have business back operating to have any kind of business travel, and then they have to have some place to stay. So the house, so hotels have to open up and. Leisure travelers have to have some place to go. It's got to happen. It seems like it has to happen sort of all at once. It, it really does. Yeah, you have to have the country open back up, and you, you really said it well. If you're going to travel, um, especially if you're traveling for uh, leisure purposes, you've got to have somewhere to go, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a restaurant to go to or go to Disney World or whatever it might be. And um, those things need to happen. And, of course, for those things to happen, we need to get comfortable that the um, virus is under control through one or another means. And, um, you know, I think we're making progress there as a world, uh, as a country, but uh, it's just not quite where it needs to be yet. And, um, you know, in the meantime, um, in terms of the 9-11 playbook, you make sure you got plenty of cash, make sure that you uh, cut the expenses to the absolute minimum, and uh, take care of your people and make sure that uh, our people are taking good care of our customers. So it's real basic things. But, in, you know, now it includes a lot of health care um, protocols. And um, I think I'm real proud of our people. I think they've responded um, heroically, and I think they've done a fantastic job. And this too shall pass. We've just got to obviously uh, fight our way through this, and nobody knows how long that's going to take. Well, cash really is king and not – not all businesses have access to cash. Not all other airlines have access to cash. You had a fair amount of cash already on hand, and and now you're out raising more. We did, David. Um, you know, we were, you know, sometimes you get lucky, and of course, Southwest um, is um, more than just lucky. But uh, we've always had a conservative financial philosophy, modest debt. Uh, sensible commitments, low overall operating costs. And uh, we came into this year with record low debt to total capital. And thank goodness. So we have, um, uh, to begin the year, over $10 billion of unencumbered aircraft. Uh, We had more cash on hand uh, than we would typically uh, carry by well over a billion dollars. And um, in, in large part, that was because, because we had uh, set aside the money for aircraft deliveries, and they were delayed, as you know, because of the Boeing uh, MAX uh, grounding. So all of that was, um, in, in hindsight, that was fortuitous for us, but, uh, uh, but it's not enough in this environment. Yeah, so we've raised a record amount of cash through the, uh, you know, from the beginning of the year, uh, through today, $6.8 billion. In a normal year, we would raise less than a billion dollars. So it's just been, yeah, it's just been a really active, uh, uh, year for our Treasury Department. They've done a phenomenal job. And, uh, as you know, we're in the market today, which we can't really talk about that. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to raise some more money today. And, and you've got the payroll support program which is, what, over $3 billion for you. And then you have the opportunity to borrow uh, what I gather is a fairly low rate from the government if you need to, and you've got a while to decide about that. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right, David. And it's back to your cash is king comment. You know, your, your listeners are hearing a lot. Man, there's a lot of cash that we're talking about here, but 
in the money that's been raised so far, we got half of the payroll support program proceeds, which was about $1.6 billion. And we have $1.6 billion more uh, to receive over the May, June, July time period. In addition to that, uh, there's a deadline for this week for us to apply for uh, the government loan program, which is um, a secured financing five years. I think the interest rate is LIBOR plus 250, something like that. Uh, it just comes with a lot of additional restrictions. So we will apply for it. It's $2.8 billion. We don't have to draw that down. We'll have until September 30th to make that decision. But obviously, it's it's wonderful to have that option out there. Um, it's more debt. We, we've got a record level now of debt on the balance sheet. But uh, again, it, in this kind of a scenario, when very few people are flying, if we're going to keep the airline running and the lights on, uh, we've just got to have cash to fight our way through this. Haven't furloughed anybody. Nobody's lost her job. Nobody has had a pay cut or a benefits cut. Uh, and that's important to us. Uh, but all that's predicated, obviously, on things getting back to something that's more normal. Uh, you know, otherwise, we're going to have to take drastic action. Well, and that's the date that's really looming, isn't it? The end of the third quarter, because you, you've got to have published your your schedule for the for the coming period. And everybody will know that, how many people it's going to require to to fly that. And then I guess during the interim, you you you've talked to some of the talked to some of the unions about taking some voluntary pay cuts. So maybe everybody makes less money, but nobody gets furloughed. How's that going? Well, you know, I would that would be my approach to life: is that uh, we're a family. This is a shared sacrifice. The whole country's uh, going through a painful process here, but um, uh, all that has to be negotiated with uh, with union uh, reps, but. Um, but but your point is correct. The we we accepted the payroll support program under the CARES Act with a promise that we would have no involuntary furloughs through September the 30th, and th- you know that's a great value to us. So the, basically, that money is a pass through to keep our employees on the payroll, and it gives us time to regroup and uh, formulate a plan. Um, and it also gives us time to see if the uh, uh, if the, if the traffic will come back. So our our business is off ninety five percent. I mean they're near empty airplanes, and we are aren't. Of course, you, you know we had to get used to that reality back in March. But the the April results thus far are exactly what we were expecting, and we're not expecting much better in May. But when you know, the country starts opening up here during May, and you get into June, July, and, and August. Uh, my hope is that um, we'll see some signs of life there in, in, in traffic, and that will inform what our plans will be for the fourth quarter. So uh, the June-July time period is key, and we've got some decent bookings in place, and hopefully they won't cancel, you know, well, so... You you all plan any good company has to plan ahead, and you all are certainly a good company. I know you're you've got to be modeling everything. I'm, I'm I'm trying to see what the other side looks like. I mean, you have had to compete against other airlines and cars, and we used to joke that you, you competed against the couch. Maybe get people off the couch and fly that otherwise wouldn't, have, and and buses and trains. But now, are you going to have to compete against Zoom? 
I don't think so. I, I think, um, in fact, you know, I, I joked earlier with our analyst call that uh, I'm so sick of Zoom, I can't wait to get back and go <laughs> see people in person, you know. But but thank goodness, you know, it, it, we, all, we all need to be grateful for what we have. And if you think about all the technologies, there, this is a sidebar, but the technologies that are available to us, wow, you, it, the social distancing is a misnomer. It's really physical distancing because socially you're able to stay well-connected, and it, it, really, it is truly amazing, so I'm grateful for all that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're having to plan for uh, really worst-case scenarios, uh, sort of extrapolate you know, from where we are. I, I, I don't think we'll stay at the bottom like this, but um, – We've got to we've got to have a plan that we can execute if we have to significantly restructure the company. Uh, we've also got a sort of a you know so-called U-shape um, economic recovery scenario, and um, we'll fly right through that if that's the case. If things start recovering by the end of this year, early next year, we'll have plenty of cash for that. But um, you know, in this kind of environment, you just don't know. My my own uh, belief that is uh, strongly held is that we'll get back to normal at some point. You hear people say, oh, well, you know, things will never be the same. But, uh, you know, the, the Spanish flu of 1918 was followed by the Roaring Twenties. And, uh, you know, life will go on. So uh, we'll get past this. It is simply a question of, how long is it going to take to defeat right. this virus? Well, yeah, 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 and we, that, that's the big question that nobody really knows. We'll get past that. I mean, we, I mean, we got, you, you know, we talked earlier, you talk, you got through 9-11. But the legacy of 9-11 were a lot of changes. I mean, we got the TSA. They never went away. And, and they make me take off my shoes to this day. And, and I, I wonder what the legacy of this is going to be and whether – your model is going to have to change. Uh, maybe go to assigned seats. What's an airport going to look like in the future? Right. Well, you know, I I, I would I debate that a bit. Um, yes, the world is different after nine eleven, but you still have record numbers of people flying before this uh, COVID nineteen crisis. And yes, you have to mess with security, but for the most part, it's 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 not. It's not that different. You still have seats on the airplane. You still buy tickets. Uh, you still get where you want to go. Um, and it, 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 I, I think this, too, will pass. I don't think people will be wearing masks for the rest of their lives. Uh, I do think that um, this crisis will spawn a lot of innovation. We weren't very well prepared for a pandemic. I would hope we're much better prepared next time. And, you know, again, my belief is that we're going to get back to normal. And just like 9-11, this will be a distant memory uh, at some point here. But um, we just got to get from here to there. Now, the advantage at Southwest Airlines is not only do we have a strong balance sheet and a lot of cash and access to more, is we have a low cost structure. And so to your point, if travel demand is different, and it is lower, and for a long time, it's the low-cost guys who are going to do well because everyone out there is going to be expecting a low fare. Uh, we don't have a large international presence, and I think those markets are going to be significantly impacted and for quite some time. So there's plenty of relative strengths that we have in the industry, 
And as you well know, we've been profitable for 47 consecutive years. No one else can say that. Never had bankruptcy, never had a furlough, never had a pay cut. So um, there's reasons behind that, and it is a great balance sheet, low cost, and, of course, we have, I think, the best people as well. Fascinating. And and just one last thing. You promise I'm not going to have to prick my finger to give blood for a test before getting on a plane to Austin? You know, um, no, but I don't think you're going to have to do that. <laughs> oh. But it does beg the question of, you know, what do customers really want? And, you know, Governor Abbott is talking about uh, opening up Texas on Friday. And it's just interesting seeing the polls. About what I was seeing on the news this morning is that 75% of people think it's too soon. So we'll need to we'll need to do things that make our customers comfortable that uh, they're they're going to be safe uh, and a temperature check coming through the uh, TSA checkpoint I'd have no problem with that that makes sense to me uh, the temperature checks at least by everything I've read are 50 to 60 percent effective in identifying um, you know ill passengers so um, that and uh, disinfecting and uh, and cleaning, uh, wearing masks, um, social distancing, all of those things I think are going to be important here for a while. And that's, I think, until we're all comfortable that the pandemic is behind us and, they, and things can get back to normal. I, I don't think that's this summer. Um, but at some point we, you know, we'll conquer this and uh, things will get back to normal and people can go about their lives. Now, another industry taking it hard, obviously, the cruise liners. Because of the risk of infection, the CDC recommended in mid-March that travelers put off any planned cruises. That no-sail order has been extended until the U.S. Health and Human Service Secretary calls off the public health emergency. The cruise industry, which Cruise Lines International Association says was worth about $150 billion in 2018, is now assessing the damage. Now, Carnival Cruise Lines is already planning to set sail again, announcing it will resume service on its North American lines on August 1st. A total of eight Carnival ships will operate from three U.S. cities, the company said, and one of those is in Galveston. Now, Carol D's Mitch Carr spoke to Casey Carr with Sharon Carr Travel about the move. It's a good sign for us in the travel industry. I think they had suspended all their sailings through the through June 24th. Um, the, so, so this announcement includes an extension of that uh, canceling of most of their sailings actually through the end of July now, except for these few ports. I think it's Port Canaveral, it's Miami, and it's Galveston right here in our home state. Uh, so we're, we're all in the travel industry really interested about how that's going to happen it's that we're all breathing a sigh of relief because finally somebody like carnival is coming out with at least a plan um and i i think you know for them to be able to pull it off there's going to be a lot of caveats a lot of contingencies that are they're going to have to fall into place well there's lots of talk about different ways that they that they can handle it keeping back some staterooms to, to hold empty so that people can space out a little bit more on the ship so that everybody is in a, an ocean view or a balcony cabin. It's going to be all about cleanliness protocols. They're going to be doing health screenings at the at check-in, um, but it's going to be cleanliness. You're, you're going to have to 
there'll, there'll be disinfection stations around the ship, which there are now, but there'll be more, and that'll be even more enforced. Uh, I think we're likely to see the buffet go away or at least transform into where you're not touching any of the, the instruments someone serves you completely start to finish. We all thought that when this would open back up, it would probably start with some domestic parts that are a little more closer to home that it's easy to drive to. You don't have to take flights to get to. So it, it's good to see this happen. But like I said, there's a lot of caveats that are going to have to come with this that are going to have to be fulfilled in order for it to go. The, you know, the CDC has a no-sale order uh, for, for all ships through almost the end of July. And, and Carnival has said that they will abide by anything that the CDC is doing. So if the CDC comes out and extends that no-sale order past August, then obviously Carnival is going to have to change the plans. Anyone who's ever been on a cruise knows that there's always someone at the buffet with hand sanitizer and singing to you to make sure that you are cleaning up. But uh, think about the ships with the casinos and the shows and the pool. I mean, uh, how do they keep things clean? Part of the way that we're going to, to get past that is to, in, in some ways, rip the Band-Aid off safely, mind you, but to, to kind of figure out how these things need to develop Things, there's going to have to be some real-world experience in it and how to keep people separate, how to do all of this safely. You know, I don't, I don't know that anybody wants to be uh, a guinea pig, and I don't think that the, the cruise lines are aiming to do that. But there, there will certainly be things that, that uh, get adjusted over time uh, to, to properly handle the whole cleanliness aspect while still, allow, still allowing people to enjoy their vacation. You and your family have been in the travel business for a long time. What's your basic message to anyone who's out there and thinks, man, I really want to get traveling again? My message would be that you're feeling all the natural emotions I think you should feel. That we're, we are the same, uh, even as professionals in this industry. We are chopping, the bit, chopping at the bit, but we want to remain safe, and the safety of our guests is, is the most important thing to us. So we don't want to do anything rash. Nobody in this industry wants to do anything rash, least of all the cruise lines, uh, where we, we would be uh, putting anyone's safety in peril. Uh, so, But we are eager to get back to business. You know, the, tourism is the, the engine that drives the world economy almost more than anything else. So the world needs tourism. Uh, the world needs people back traveling. Um, but as we've as we saw in March and April, that's that's going to be touch and go for some time. I think it'll be a, a scenario where where we're going to be reopening in sort of smaller phases, and then every now and then they're going to have to pump the brakes and reassess and and uh, change the plans. Um, but we're, we're very hopeful. We're very excited. You know, people are uh, and people are still traveling and people are still booking traveling. You know, we booked. We uh, announced our 2021 safari the other day and we got more than 100 replies overnight so, so people are excited to travel they're cautious and uh, that's the right attitude to have there's a lot at stake here for each of these industries as they struggle to gain their footing during this pandemic of course we here at krld will be following all the latest developments with covid 19 and we will give you the information the moment we have it you can listen to 1080 krld anytime you want on radio.com Thank you for listening to the latest edition of KRLD In-Depth. I'm Austin York.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 